Sponsorship of the KQED live audio stream comes from Xfinity Mobile, featuring customized wireless plans. Customers can choose unlimited, buy the gig, shared data, or a mix of both and switch it up anytime. Learn more at XfinityMobile.com. Please note, this podcast is a little racy in spots. If you have a delicate constitution and choose to continue listening, good for you. Hello, this is Michelle T, and I'm reading from my novel, Rose of No Man's Land. It's the story of a 14-year-old girl named Trisha who lives in a lousy, run-down, working-class town called Mogsfield, Massachusetts. And um, her family doesn't expect very much from her. But in spite of that, she managed to get hired and fired at the mall on her first day of work. Um, Before she got canned, she met up with a girl named Rose who worked in the food court, and they became fast friends. Um, I'm going to read a portion of the book where Trisha and Rose have met up in the evening to spend their first night hanging out together, and they um, are hitchhiking at Rose's suggestion. The first car that stopped, Rose was like, forget it. It was some crapped-out number that firstly didn't even look like it would make it to Revere Beach, and secondly was already crammed with people, dude people, who looked wicked unsavory. Hey, the dude in the front passenger seat hooted out the window. You ladies off to the palace? Um, no, Rose said. There was so much in those two words. We're going to the palace, but we could drop you ladies off somewhere first. If you're sure you don't want to come along? If you're sure you're a lady, the kid in the back seat said. He said it in that way, like when you pretend to be coughing, but you're really saying something shitty. He choked the words into his hands, but there were too many words. That gag works best with single words like douchebag or lezzy, wicked slick. I heard you slick, I snapped at him. Slick, the kid next to him howled, poking him in his stupid tank top. All of them wore tank tops, low under the armpits, revealing an eyeful of boy booby. Also, they sported gold chains, and baseball hats twirled at various quirky angles. How'd you guess my name was Slick, bitch? The car was rumbling with laughter, and I felt sick. I wanted them to leave. Even though it was true that I looked like a boy, I just didn't like how they said it. When Rose had said it earlier, it was like I was tough, could ass-kick in a fight. Get out of here, Rose swished her hands like she was shooing off a small dog. We're not going with you, man. We don't have to go anywhere. The driver leaned past his friend, sprawled across the the steering wheel. He was demonstrating a relaxed vibe. Staying slumped, he crawled the car a little closer. I moved back toward the bench. See, I knew the hitchhiking thing was a shitty idea. It's so hard to get rid of dudes when they attach themselves hostily to you. At least they were in a car, and we could run in the opposite direction if we needed to. But that's so humiliating. Running away sucks. I don't get beat up, but I just feel fucked up from it for hours. Like my mind got beat up. I looked at Rose. I gave my head a jerk in the away direction, but she was ignoring me. She was glaring at them. Get out of here, she repeated. The guy in the front passenger side leaned further out the window. He smiled a big, smug smile at her. His eyes were sort of slitted and teary, and I figured they all were fucked up. All fucked up and on their way to the palace, a totally stupid, gigantic dance club complex right here in Mogsfield. The place was divided up into different awful dance clubs. Like there was a room with male strippers where people like my mom went to get tanked and throw themselves at the stage. One section was called Rascals, and it was for kids 16 and up. That place was famous for being date-rape central, and it was probably the one where the hoopty full of losers was heading. Front passenger licked his lips, which were large and chapped, dry from dehydration, from too much drinking and smoking. 
I'm going to stay here and look at you, he googled Rose. I like looking at you. You're funny looking. The geniuses in the back cracked up. Come on, Rose, I said. I was getting twitchy. Shit like this is exactly why I don't leave the house. And then Rose went totally nuts. She tugged her dress up in a quick flash. Her hand sunk down her drawers. When her hand came back, it was clutching what looked like a dead mouse. A coagulated blood loogie slid off the side of the mouse, which Rose was holding by its ropey tail. It was Rose's tampon. The blood splattered the sidewalk. The guys all roared. There was a second of delayed stoner reaction, and front passenger jumped back, hitting his head on the rear view. What the fuck? All the dudes screamed. I heard the words, sick bitch, and maybe something really tired like slut. And then Rose twirled the tampon around like some perverted Wild West hero. She spun it by the string, flicking blood from the drenched cotton, and she let it fly into the car. It whacked front passenger in the face. It bounced off his acne-speckled cheek and came to rest on his tank top. He jerked and spazzed as the blob of tampon snagged on his gold chain, as, as it rode up onto the skin of his clavicle and then plunged down under the shirt. Ah! The dude screamed. Ah! Ah! It was like he was on fire. Get the fuck out! The driver reached around him and popped the door open. Bloody front passenger spun toward his friend. He banged his head on the rear view again. It was all bonked out of place, and the driver said, fuck, and then shoved the kid in his back. He shoved him hard out the open door. Clean yourself off, man. That's sick. That's sick. My fucking car. One of the kids from the back seat leaned over and pulled the door shut. Front passenger stood on the curb, and the tampon slid out from his shirt, landing on the sidewalk. Rose dove for it, her grubby fingers wrapping around the string. The thing still had plenty of blood left in it. It was like the oozy of bloody tampons. She could take him out again and again. I was breathless. What a genius weapon. The car peeled out, leaving their friend in a blue fog of burnt tire and exhaust. They headed in the general direction of the palace. Front passenger was lifting his shirt, looking at the long smears of Rose's menstruation on his chest. He held the fabric away from the wet mess. What the fuck, he demanded. He looked seriously pained. He looked like Rose just kicked him in the nads, like she'd done something dirty, betrayed some sort of pact we'd all agreed to. The tampon swung from her fingers. She made it sway like a pendulum. Her eyes got creepy big. You are getting sleepy, she droned, moving toward the boy. He took a quick step backward, still holding his shirt up, and tripped off the back of the curb. He went down hard on his ass. Rose laughed. She leaned over him with the tampon. He was shouting all sorts of shit at her, mean shit and curses. I started getting scared again. I don't think I'd stopped being scared, but it had morphed from a bad scared to a sort of exciting scared, and now was starting to go sour again. The kid was going to get up and punch Rose in the head. He let his shirt drape back over his torso and used his hands to help him scramble up. He was big and wobbly. He had a tattoo on his leg, Chinese writing. It probably said peace or something. He was a fucked up white kid who liked to start shit, walking around with a Chinese peace tattoo on his leg. I hated him so much. It was cramping my hands and making me feel wild and shaky. I fucking hate you, man, I said. I went and stood closer to Rose and her tampon. At least there were two of us. I didn't know how to fight, but I bet I could scream really loud. I bet I could make help come for us. If that didn't happen, I could knock his baseball hat off and rip out hunks of his Abercrombie-colored hair, like Rose said to. I could bite him in the jugular and knee him hard in the balls. I could fight a dirty panic fight if I had to. You bitches are crazy, he said. He backed up, then halted. He looked around for traffic, but there wasn't any. 
He dashed into the street. Rose leaned in and hurled the tampon a second time. It whacked his back, leaving another crimson smudge, and tumbled to the street. He kept screaming back at us as he ran past spritzies and down the street. Just your regulation Mogsfield trash mouth curse words, the ones specifically for females, like we haven't heard them a million times before, like they're practically not our nicknames by now. Like calling us douchebags could hurt our feelings, make Rose feel bad about chucking a dirty tampon in his face. We stood on the curb and watched him get smaller and smaller. Rose held her hand up to shade her eyes against the last atomic orange flare of the setting sun. The boy turned down a side street and was gone. Rose made a wet and scraping noise at the back of her throat and spit a glob onto the sidewalk. She wiped her skinny mouth with the back of her hand. An SUV cruised by and flattened the tampon. It looked like roadkill against the pavement, like a bit of pigeon or the bloody tail of a rat. To subscribe to the Writer's Block and hear more stories, kindly visit www.kqed.org slash writersblock. The Writer's Block is produced by KQED.